Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome to our podcast, Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine and I am joined here today with... Barnaby Jones. And this is the show where we force our interests upon one another. So what are we talking about today, Barnaby? On today's episode, we have a throwback for you. One of our previously unreleased episodes from the vaults of what? season one. What? Exclusive, exclusive, watch out. Front page newspaper brought to you by a little newsy kid just off Broadway. Exclusive. What she's trying to say <laughs> is uh, we had not released this episode previously during season one. We are now bringing it to you in the beginning of what we call now season two. So sit back and relax and marvel at our villains. Hey there, welcome. Hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, not too much. Um, so everybody, today we have a very special guest. Um, this is Larry from the STS Guys podcast. How you doing today, Larry? Hey, I- I'm doing great. How are you guys? Great. So why don't you uh, start off by just telling the folks at home a little bit about yourself and your podcast. Plug City. Plug it up. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah. So I am one of the STS Guys podcast. We are a weekly pop culture podcast. Uh, we record live on YouTube every Saturday night. Uh, kind of talk about whatever we want, right? There's, there's really no rules. Uh, we talk anything from like uh, Marvel movies uh, to Netflix TV shows. Uh, we even did an entire episode about the PBS kids show Arthur. Um, oh, okay. So it's kind of whatever, right? If there's a big movie, uh, like we just did, uh, we just did Captain, right? A, a review and reaction to Captain Marvel. Uh, but if there's not something big like that coming out, we we try to pull something random. Uh, up and yeah one time we talked about Arthur we, we just kind of we talked about concerts we you know if it's if it's kind of like nerdy and pop culture we're, we're probably going to talk about yeah it. you'll find something on there that interests you no matter what yeah ex- yeah exactly we're, we're a broad range of uh, topics and people can find you on like pretty much every like podcast like place like Spotify Apple Podbean so on so yep. forth uh yeah pretty much right the big ones are, are uh Spotify and the Apple Podcasts and Google Play Store, but if you search STS Guys or go to stsguys.com, we have links to everything. Perfect. All nice. right. So pretty easy to find you then. So our episode today is focusing on some more Marvel stuff, and we were bringing you on today to talk about the top 10 of your, well, your top 10 favorite cinematic universe. Yeah. But we thought first we'd just give you a chance to tell us, like, what made you get into, like, Marvel in the first place? Are you, like, an avid follower, casual? What made you get into it? Um, good question. <laughs> I'm probably a little more casual than some people, right? Like, I think some people are pretty hardcore, um, like, comic books, plus the movies and all that stuff forever. Like, I'm not really that way. Um, like, I watch the movies. I own comic books because, you know, you end up purchasing comic books, kind of hanging out in that in that world. Uh, right? I go to... Uh, like I'd say, like 2013, I went to my first San Diego Comic Con, um, oh, and then, fr- yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great. Um, but from there, like I kind of got into the whole like comic book and comic book culture thing, and 
and all that. So, uh, yeah, great. That's around the time that the Marvel movies were just starting to take off. Right. I think Iron Man was in 2008. So we were a couple right. years in on that. Um, those are pretty much my, my can't miss movies. Um, the Netflix rolled out the TV shows. Like I've watched all those and stuff too. Uh, the DC stuff's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really just kind of appreciating like that. just hanging out at Comic-Con and, uh, then, uh, like 2014, yeah, 2014, I got really into Funko Pops. Um, so like, right. I collect all the Marvel Pops and all the other random TV shows like Scrubs and Saved by the Bell and that kind of stuff that they've got too. So, okay. uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, it's kind of my wheelhouse. I yeah, guess. definitely. I'm a huge collector of old video games. So I definitely understand the collecting aspect. Like I, need a whole bookshelf and we keep it in the other room because it's not exactly aesthetically pleasing my hoarding issues um but <laughs> nice nice yeah uh, i have that too so <laughs> right like there's a there's a few things but yeah my my parents saved everything from like when i was a kid so nice. uh, i've got my everything back to atari and television i still have it I don't, not, don't really bust them out and play with it too much, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've got every video game system I've ever owned. That's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. I wish I still had my Sega Genesis, but. Well, I got one, yeah, so got... we're covered, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, but there's something special about having that one that you had when you were, like, 10. Yeah, it's still got, like, the gum and adhesive stains from when you put a sticker on it or whatever. Yeah, the one time there's a giant scratch on it from when you dropped it down the stairs, it still yeah, works anyway. Exactly. But... Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get started here. So we, uh, our main thing today, as I said before, we're going to do our top 10 villains from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, that includes movies and TV shows. Uh we did a segment similar to this uh, with the hero side in a previous yeah. episode. So we're, I'm actually going to let you start off this time, You're Jasmine. Let me start? Oh, I started off really last nice time, of so I feel it's only fair. Uh, my number 10 on my villains list, I put Killmonger on there. Um, I didn't, the first time I watched Black Panther, I wasn't really super into Michael B. Jordan in general. Like, I didn't think it was that cool of a character, but. We rewatched it, and I started to pick up all the, like, the subtleties of his character, and I just, like, he's got a really good story, you know? He's, um, got dead parents, so that's always, you know, helps. Yeah, um, you know, classic <laughs> superhero. But it's, it's like, he's Super got villain. great motivations, you know? Like, he's, was raised in a poor community and all this stuff when he didn't have to be, and when he finds out that all these other people are suffering and they don't have to be like yo wakanda you could help out all the brothers basically and you're not doing it like i think his motivations were really in the right place maybe he didn't go about it the right way but like i don't know he's just he's pretty good and you know there is some touching moments he has like at the very end when he's like no 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 he's like, definitely pretty relatable yeah. I uh, think I might have him on my list as well, but oh. we'll, we'll find out later. Uh, Larry, what do you got Fire for your up, number 10? <laughs> uh, cool. So my number 10, um, I have Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like I don't think he's the strongest villain. Uh, that's probably why he's number 10 on the list, <laughs> but um, I, I really like Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Like it's probably, well, it's my second favorite Marvel movie. So uh, I felt like Thanks. when I was making this list, I, Right, I had I had to have him on here, um, but he's 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 a fun character, right? Like one of the scenes that comes to mind is like when uh, it's kind of more Star Lordy, but 
uh, like when Star Lord's doing the dance off, like at and the end, like, right? Like he's there. It's it, he's <laughs> right. He's he's even though he's like super serious, he's like still kind of a fun character. And I, I think like Lee Pace did a really good job with him and stuff. So yeah, uh, my number ten is Ronan. I hands down almost put him as my number ten, so I'm right there with you. Nice. <laughs> my number ten is uh, Vulture from Spider-Man: Homecoming. I have him down there because. You know, his motivation also feels really relatable to me. Just a guy who was a hardworking man trying to provide for his family. And then one day, you know, like the government just comes and tells him that, you know, like he really can't have this huge contract that he needed. And he just decides, like, you know what, forget that. I'm just going to create work for myself. And you kind of just see the spiral kind of take place from there. And Michael Keaton's just a pretty good actor. I think he's a very underrated actor. I think he did a really good job in that movie. I was really buying that whole entire uh, that entire like character that he put it together for that one. Yeah, I no, I thought it was really solid. I feel you. Get that those daddy vibes. Daddy vibes. <laughs> um, uh, so my number nine. Moving on to the nines, I put and we had discussed this a little bit before. I was having a really hard time deciding whether or not to put Davos in here, and I decided not to because I think I just determined he's not a great actor even though he's got, like, some good stuff to work with. But anyways, he's not on the list, so I'll stop talking about him. I went with uh, Madame Gao for my number nine from the all sorts of the Marvel shows. She's just She just pops all over the place. And I think the one scene that really sticks out to me that I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering because I've only watched the Marvel shows once, but it's when they have um, whoever it is, like, locked up in that private, like, secret land you know what i'm talking about he's like yeah she's locked in that little room yeah she's like and i just remember that scene being like super creepy and she's just like very subtle with her villainous intents but also like just really smart i don't know you never felt like she wasn't in control of the situation yeah yeah. no matter what scene she was in you always felt like she was the one minute like somebody could wipe out her whole fleet and she's just like yes i planned for this (laughs) you're like okay sure why not no definitely really really good villain Oh, show. Yeah. Well, what do you got for number nine, Larry? Uh, number nine, I have Hela from Thor Ragnarok. Solid choice. Um, yeah, I really like her, right? Uh, <laughs> like, that's not my favorite. <laughs> Ragnarok's not my favorite uh, MCU movie, but she, she did a really good job. Like, it, it's, a, it's a, what, Kate Blanchett or something? And uh, she's a really, uh, really, really good actress and really good character. I think just like it would have been a lot better if there was more backstory for her. Uh, yeah. Just kind of like, hey, right? I'm just, hey, I'm here and I want to take over and then so uh, move on. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's because they spent so much time focused on like the Thor Hulk thing and and all of that that they didn't they didn't really get to build up the villains. So, yeah, I'd say like uh, so the first two on my list kind of weak villains, but like I'm trying to see around them and see the big picture and appreciate the good points i think that's kind of where how that comes in at too yeah also her little like dominion or her little minion people aren't that great like she's pretty cool but no. her minions are like really no but she was yeah. definitely overpowered like i felt yeah. like, i felt like she probably could have you know beat up thanos if she was you know actually a hero like easily yeah <laughs> yeah right right when she crush crushes uh thor's hammer and stuff yeah. she's she's pretty powerful but yeah I don't think she was used that well, but still a pretty cool character. So she made my you list. You know, we never saw her actually die, so you never know. It is, it is comic know. books, so you never know. But my number nine is uh, Cottonmouth Stokes 
from from Luke Cage. Yes, he is. You love him. That's crazy. I do love him. Mahershala Ali is a great actor. Uh, One of like what forty people now to win two act to win two Oscars. I don't know what the number is, but it's it's a small number. It's it's a relatively (laughs) small number, all things considered. But no, uh, that guy in the first half of Luke Cage. Pretty much without him, that that first season wouldn't have been special at all. Although it was barely special because it was only like half good once he left. But yeah, uh, I loved his character. I loved just like um, the fact that like you could kind of like got a little bit more of like his personality about like where he came from and like his backstory with him and his uncle Pete. Yeah, and like you know like Mama Mabel, the entire like arc of like you figure out that like he was like forced to kill his like uncle. And that's yeah. kind of like why he like has like talks like a stutter and all that because he was like abused as a kid and I was just like, you know what? You can kind of like relate a little bit to why someone might grow up to be as messed up as yeah. he probably was, you know. Plus, he's a musician. He's got a creative heart. And that scene of him on that dude off the roof was pretty badass. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was pretty cool. Like I, I didn't like uh, like the second half of Luke Cage season one was garbage, but. Uh, <laughs> right up until Cottonmouth died like that was that was really good he was re- he didn't make my list but he, he was a really good villain yeah he, like he was in are, consideration for sure what, yeah. it, what is it called a tale of two whatever oh tale of two halves tale of two halves yeah they yeah. should have just had Cottonmouth yeah. be yeah. the villain the whole time and build it up more but whatever yeah Diamondback is trash yeah um, so my number eight? eight number eight I didn't number these I just I can't count backwards so um my number eight is Ultron um ultron yeah oh, he did not con- make your list controversial he? is it oh, is it controversial <laughs> it's not my list <laughs> it's not hold my up, list. Hold up. wait tell me why controversial oh no just go ahead okay i think ultron i mean i think ultron's a good villain i mean he's half a good guy so it's kind of hard you know like in his 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 in his mind the good best thing about a villain is when they think what they're doing is for a good cause you know like when in their mind i am going to end the world because it will be better for the world like when they're in their mind their motivations are correct and right like if you have if nobody likes to see just a bad guy being bad because he's like ha 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 i'm bad no you want to see it have like some real depth in, unless know? he's the joker in which case you just let that go well yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean i don't know i i I thought Ultron was also, like, weirdly funny, too. Like, had good comedic moments, almost. He had a couple. He had a couple. And, like, no. And the voice actor that does his voice is not, like, what you'd expect from, like, robot villain. And no. I thought that was a good choice, too. Yeah, John Lithgow's a pretty good actor. So. Yeah. I put Ultron on, on my list. I don't know why it's controversial, but um, there you go. We will save that for another podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, mystery. I can't wait till you tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> well, get ready to tell me I'm wrong, too, because I also have Ultron at number eight. <laughs> Suck it, dude. All right. I'm in the mind. Yeah. <laughs> Right, solid number eight, man. Um, I really liked Age of Ultron. I know some people didn't like it, and yeah, you could probably nitpick over stuff, but it was kind of a fun movie. I I liked it, right? It's always fun when you get all the Avengers on the screen. Um, I don't know, like he was cool, like all all his minion robots and stuff. Like he was, he was fine. Um, Like you said, like the voice fit, and I, I don't know, like he had he had a good purpose, right? He he absorbed all of 
the internet's knowledge and right everything yeah. super fast and he saw problems and he tried to fix it like he's just a, he's right a, he's a bad robot with good intentions yeah plus you know he was created by the heroes which means that i guess actually yeah. tony stark is the villain of that movie if you want to trace it back uh yeah tony stark kind of right yeah for sure right messing around with stuff they shouldn't mess around with let's just try to destroy the world today well i'm not gonna spend too much time on my number eight because we already talked about it a little bit but i have killmonger as my number eight okay i um you know i think my favorite part about that movie was at the well not uh, i shouldn't say my favorite part but one of the parts that stood out to me was when he decided to do his little like hypnosis and go back and see his father yeah yeah and he just seemed like so like unremorseful about like his dad being dead. He's kind of just like, Oh, well, no big deal. Everyone dies. Cause you know, like he had to grow up in an environment in like, you know, in a, in a neighborhood where he just saw death all the time that he's just numb to it now. And then going over and being like a black ops agent for the government. And it just, it kind of just showed the detachment that can come from people who grow up in environments like that. And I just thought that that's the kind of villains that Marvel needs, not people like, Malekith and who now? And Whiplash <laughs> and, uh, and all the other ones that you forget their names. Yeah, yeah, all of those people. But, hey, that was my number one. How dare you? <laughs> you beat me to it. I was gonna throw out Whiplash as my number one. But... Damn it. Yeah. Nope. Um, well, moving on to number seven, then I have um, Mariah Stokes. Oh, because um, Mariah is one of those that she moves in and out of motivations and like being almost anti-villain at times. But I mean, at the end of the day, she is goddamn devious and she is manipulative and she is really unremorseful. Like, yeah, she does some nasty conniving shit like hey, let me put together this great charity foundation and, like, all this stuff, but I'm killing people to do it. Like, it's, no. Like, she is, and, I mean, when you watch that season two of Luke Cage, you, you feel, you're like, he's not the villain. Mariah's the real villain here. Like, uh, well, I he's, mean, he's, he's still bad, too. He's but still like, the villain. I mean, he's still the villain, but she was, did some messed up stuff, you know? Yeah, there's one scene in particular that I think I'll touch on a little bit later. Yeah, later. Cool. She might be on your list, huh? I might be. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll save a little more talking about her for you. <laughs> All right. So what do you got for number seven? Um, so my number seven is Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. All right. All right. Nice. So we touched on him a little bit already, but uh, I think I think you you were going down that road. Well, no, actually, I think you made a good point, like uh, that he's a little like Michael Keaton's kind of underrated as an actor, and yeah. I, I'm totally with you, like like now, right? But then I was thinking, like he was Batman in Batman '89, he was Beetlejuice, which was like that same time, like yeah. he was a big deal in the late '80s, and like I think. Wasn't he in that like Birdman movie or something yeah, too? I, I, I never saw that. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that. I never saw I that. Yeah, but like I think he had like that resurgence of, of popularity around the time Homecoming came out. Right. So I'm not sure what he's doing right now, but yeah, he, he's still right? he, he's Beetlejuice man. He's 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 yeah. a great actor. So no, he's really but he kind of disappeared for a minute, you know? Yeah. Oh, for like a couple of decades. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like 
I guess I guess we should just be glad he's back. Exactly. Like no. him and um, uh, Brendan Fraser's back, so that's good too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I heard that. about that. It makes my heart just swell. <laughs> so, my number seven is Bushmaster, as you were just talking about. Nice. Uh, season two of Luke Cage just pulled out a couple really good villains. Uh, Bushmaster being lower on the list for me, but. I loved everything about him. In fact, you know what? When I was making this top 10 list, I was having a much harder time ranking it than like the heroes list that we did because so many of these villains at the top here are like really strong. Like yeah. there's a bunch of really bad villains in Marvel, but the ones that are good are really Yeah, like good. it's not hard to get to your top 10, but then once you have to Once you have the top them. 10 ranking them, but Bushmaster, his his story was awful. I mean, like just like having that whole situation like his family was like killed by the Stokes because they had like they both had like ownership of that club in yeah. Harlem and and then he has to grow up like without a family and then you know he comes back to Harlem to claim what's his and I mean once again they did a good job of kind of like making you understand like why this person's doing what they're doing good motivations yeah and he was abs- and he was mostly ruthless once he got to Harlem like he you could tell he had some kind of an like a an honor code but for the most part like he was out for blood. Yeah, for sure. No, I loved every second of it. I thought that was a great character choice. Plus, I think, like, the only, like, non-stereotypical Jamaican, like, character I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, to have that much of a lead role. Yeah. That was also really good to have, like, the diversity and everything, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, Number six, then, moving right along. Uh, I had a hard time him higher because he's really cool, but... I only put him here because I don't know if we're ever going to see him again. And he didn't get like a ton of screen time. And that was uh, Bullseye from, oh. um, from, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Punisher. Yeah. From, uh, what was he in? Oh, no, Daredevil. 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 Season three. Daredevil. Three. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, he's just, and he doesn't have all the best motivations because he's just a nutbag. No, he's psychotic. <laughs> he's straight he's up absolutely psycho. Psychotic, yeah. And that is just. He, that actor just makes you see and believe that psychosis to such a chilling level. Like when he has his moments where he's like faking empathy, it just like made me feel like nauseous, like sick, where he's just like, wow, that sounds really difficult for you. I'm like, oh, you're so gross. Oh, gosh, you killed <laughs> your dad or whatever, your soccer coach, whatever was it? He, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you're just a messed up dude. But then he also just wants to be good but then he can't and like he's just easily manipulated because he's crazy and he's just those action scenes were so cool and he's just like i'm gonna throw everything at you and it's going to no that that fight scene in the office was oh my gosh i was like i need more fight scenes with bullseye because he is so awesome yes we're gonna hold a little uh, moment of silence later on the podcast (laughs) all the netflix death shows i hope somebody somebody picked him up (laughs) <laughs> yeah do you guys what, what do you guys think about that do you think they're gonna come back like a disney plus thing or um I so really hope so it just really depends on whether or not netflix decides to be dicks about it because they, they could of, just be like they control don't. the rights for the next yeah. two years so they could just yeah. not allow anyone to pick it up for two years or they could you know work some kind of buyout with marvel and let, allow marvel to like distribute these shows onto a different platform like hulu or disney plus or yeah you know we'll see what happens but i mean netflix doesn't have like a whole lot going for it anymore so i would imagine they're just gonna like hold on to it for every moment they can like 
they're like my precious Netflix comic shows. We have to keep them as long as we can. I mean, I don't think anyone really understands the motivations for why they did what they did. I can't wait to figure out why they did what they did because it doesn't make any sense as of right now. There must be some legality thing. I think that's all it is, right? It's 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 uh, it's like the the suits were making a decision. I don't think it was based on anything else other than like they were just puffing out their chest and yeah, right, sticking their sticking their feet and their heels in the mud and and not not wanting to give up. Pretty yeah. much, it's yeah, dumb. Um, but then we get a Jessica Jones. Hooray! Can't wait to see what yeah. she's doing with her dumb mom. Oh, well. um, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, that season was trash. <laughs> So I'm guessing her mom's not on your list. All right. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> All right. So keeping keeping with the Marvel Netflix theme, uh, my number six is Kingpin. Nice. Um, right. Like since we like we're combining the movies with the TV shows, like you got to put Kingpin on the list, man. He's oh, he's right yeah. up there. I, I struggled. I struggled with where to put him, so he ended up kind of in, you know mid range at number six. Yeah. But, uh, like that character, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of him, like he just nailed it, man. Like uh, it's pretty cool. Like I think the the one scene that always stands out to me when I think about Kingpin uh, is was early on in Daredevil season one, where when he's bashing that guy's yep, head that's exactly uh, with the car door, it. like yep. it's it, it, it was what like episode two, and we're like, oh okay, so that's what we're doing. Like <laughs> nobody knew, right? Nobody knew what this was. Yeah, we hadn't seen a Captain Marvel movie, but right. we hadn't seen anybody get their head bashed in yet, and they just laid it all out there and like yeah like even though he's just kind of a chubby white guy like kingpin you don't want to mess with him man no i felt like that moment was really similar to like early on in the infinity war where thanos beats up the hulk they like it's like they yeah. wanted to establish right from the beginning like this guy is brutal yep. like don't yep. mess with yep. him he will beat you yep. up like he might yeah. not be super built but he's can pound your face in with his fist yeah <laughs> yeah no that, that's a really good correlation man I, I think you i think you nailed it with the with the thanos comparison yeah, hit him, hit him right off the bat. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> yep. actually just going right. to round off this uh, bottom five here with my number six also being Bullseye. I'm kind of surprised we both have him at a number six. Look at us, twinsies. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Bullseye, for me, I'm not going to go too much further on this one because we already just hit it a little bit, but, uh, ooh, that's a pun. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> would you say you oh, hit it in the bullseye? <laughs> a little stretch, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's a stretch. We'll put it in the bank. So bullseye for me uh, you know obviously the actor himself i felt like was really really good in this role like i never once like sometimes when you're watching an you can kind of see where they're forcing like them trying to like go outside of like a normal character for them i never once thought to myself that that actor wasn't that person that he was trying to portray yeah and for me when you can have that level of like execution with the character on top of having a really great story i mean you get lost in the character and I felt like that when I was watching this shot. I felt like he was this demented, psychotic person who was trying to learn how to be human. Yeah. And that was just great. And you have him being on top of Kingpin in that season. Season three of Daredevil was marvelous. So good. So good. Rest in peace. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but on that note, on that sad, sad note, yeah. we are going yeah. to just like a quick, we'll be back in just a minute. Yeah, be right back. <laughs> Hey there, everyone. 
We're just taking a quick break here to tell you exactly what you can expect this upcoming season on season two of Flip It and Reverse It. So Jasmine, what can the people expect from you this season? That's right, season two, we're coming back at you, not live, but slightly delayed, and we got things to talk about. And you know what? This season, we're not talking about RuPaul's Drag Race because I already converted him into a bona fide fan. So he's gonna watch it on his own. He doesn't even need me to make him watch it because he loves RuPaul. So this season, instead, we're gonna be watching musicals, baby. And maybe also straight plays, but theater. It's gonna be theater and he's gonna like it. And we're gonna talk about sets and costumes and performances and maybe lights. Yeah, lights. Don't forget the lights. Those are important too. And we're going to be dissecting plays and it's going to be great. And if you have any suggestion on a play that you think I should force Mr. Barnaby here to watch, you can let us know. Hit us up on our Instagram. Are you excited for plays and musicals? I'm not as excited as you are. Uh, that was like a personal hype video there for a second. Hey, I gotta get the people hype, man. I see that. Well, we are very hyped to bring you some new content for season two, so check back with us, stay with us. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you later. Yeah. from break break yeah so we are gonna bust into this top five yep i got my white claw i'm ready to go do we got larry is he with us hey hey it's larry, hey, right. it's larry. sweet all right so i will uh, kick off the five with a little guy named cottonmouth i put him much higher than you did i see wow. that yeah i'm not now i'm not sure because i like I'm like, wait, what, Bullseye was better than Cottonmouth, right? And he had more screen time. I don't uh -huh. know. You're second guessing uh, your own list. No, too, number too five, Cottonmouth. He is late. definitely um, number five. Um, but no, I mean, you said it all earlier. You know, he's got a troubling past backstory, yada, yada. Um, and I, I like that he plays piano. So it's like, oh, he's a sensitive creative type, you know? Like, he spoke to your he's heart. He's a musician. <laughs> like, he's not a bad guy, except for when he, you know. He had a couple of humanizing moments, and... you know. He did pay for Pop's funeral. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. We'll call that one humanizing. Yeah. What you got, number five, Larry? Uh, my number five is uh, Killmonger from Black Panther. Um, right, so we were talking a lot about him. He's a good character. Um, Michael B. Jordan nailed it. Uh, I like uh, like Jasmine said. Like I didn't love Black Panther the first time I saw it, but after seeing it, you know, a couple more times, like I, I appreciate the story a little bit more. Um, I just had some ideas of what I thought it should be going into it, and it didn't happen. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. But, Right, like, yeah, it's my own fault. I learned my lesson. Um, never again. Um, <laughs> expectations so, are hard. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm over expectations, man. But uh, <laughs> Black Panther, good movie. Killmonger, good villain. Michael B. Jordan, good, great actor. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you guys said, really good story. Like, I think as far as, like, backstory goes on villains, um, we got way more with Killmonger than we got with almost everybody else in oh, yeah. MCU yeah. movies, right? You get little kid and then, 
like you said, like, like young adult, you, you get why he's doing this stuff. And that's, you know, what, what more could you really want in a villain? Except for no, maybe for I'm, him to live, man. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you can bring him back. God, no, they stop finally, killing yeah. Him. Yeah. They finally get a good villain and they kill him off. Classic. It's ridiculous. Yep. What they should do, the MCU movies should do is just like go hire these people who are writing the villains for Netflix and just like, yeah. hey, you write villains for yeah. us. For real. <laughs> no. Plus, he's got all, a good those idea. Little, all those little I killed people scars. Those are pretty yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah. Creepy looking. You know, my last. The, the, like the. <laughs> The braille bumps, like you, you could yeah. feel in his chest, and you're trying to read. You're trying to read something. Yeah. It's a whole other story. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you know what? Black Panther was a movie that I felt like got better the second time I watched it. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. Also, was yeah, better. Absolutely. Weirdly better when I wasn't seeing it in the theater because the theater, like, I was just like so overpowered with the sound and the ah. In the scenery, like all yeah. of the, the visuals. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is now I can actually like focus on the plot. Yeah. So my number five here is Mariah Stokes. Nice. I had her also on my list. You know what? There was a lot of different things that I could probably point to for Mariah, mostly from season two of Luke Cage, more so than season one. But I think the thing that stands out to me the most, and this was just like a great scene in and of itself, maybe like one of my favorite scenes from any of these Marvel shows, which is saying something. Uh, she has like a seven or eight minute like dialogue with her daughter in yeah. season two of Luke Cage, where they're just like talking in this like abandoned building. And they cut all the sound out of this scene so that you can't hear anything but them talking and like the fluorescent lighting in the background occasionally popping. And she's sitting there telling her daughter about the fact that she never wanted her whatsoever and that she just like you know, like the only reason like she kept her was because like she felt like obligated to, but that all she really wanted to do was just like give her up. And by the end of the scene, you pretty much get established that like Mariah is just like this monster. Yeah. Who just like absolutely has like no regard for human life. And yeah. she shows it a couple episodes later when she burns someone alive and yeah. orders their entire family to be killed. And honestly, I was like, no, she should probably deserve to die after that. You know? Yeah, no, when she gets killed at the end of the season, uh, it definitely felt uh, justified. Yeah. But no, very just uh, dark and demented person. I felt like it was, a, it was a really good villain for that show, so I really appreciated that. I appreciate that they made a woman that demented because you don't yeah. really get that many like powerful like female villains in, the, in Marvel. So. Not a ton, not a no. whole ton. Um, my number four, moving right along. Uh, sticking with all these K guys, we got Kilgrave. Oh. Kilgrave is so freaking good. Oh my gosh. David Tennant's just like quirky and weird, but like, ah, like his, his obsession with Jessica and how he like, just thinks that like, no, we are meant to be together. Like you want this. You don't think you want this, but you do. And like, he's just, he's just twisted and he kills so many people and like the fact that he can control people's minds that's like the ultimate supervillain power right like no it was pretty lethal yeah that's insane like i oh i just i try to like cut back to certain scenes like when he has a when he has the people he like takes over their house the people that were her neighbors or whatever yeah right and then he's just like here sit down and have a nice dinner with me or i'm gonna make her slit her throat you know like Oh, you're so messed up, dude. So, yeah, no, he's an amazing, amazing villain. 
just bomb. What you got, number four, Great. Larry? Great choice. Uh, my number four is back with the movies again. Uh, I've got Red Skull from Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, okay. Oh, dang, okay. I want to hear this. Yeah. Well, like, I think Red Skull, like, if you're just making a list of Marvel villains, Red Skull's got to be, like, in the top five, right? Coolest Marvel villains, right? right. He's got the crazy red head. Yeah. He's, like, he's iconic, right? It's, like, him, Doctor Doom. Like, he's he's probably, like, top three. No, like, he's, yeah. He's definitely. pretty... He's pretty iconic, so he, he gets kind of a little bonus bump right there. But uh, yeah. I think that you guys saw Captain Marvel, right? Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah, oh, I did. Yeah, I so I haven't quite seen it yet, but you've seen spoilers enough to know what goes on. Okay. I basically know what happens. Yes. So if you haven't, skip ahead like thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like right, all the Tesseract stuff and, and Captain Marvel, I think, makes Captain America: The First Avenger like all that much better. And it's it just Red Skull is pretty cool. Um, the does. fact that he kind of shows back up in Infinity War, like leaves the door open to see what they're going to do next. Like, I think I, I think uh, First Avenger is kind of an underrated movie because it came out so long ago. Like, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. Like, he he's kind of super scary, and uh, I don't I forget who played him in the original. Hugo one, but that act- yeah, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, that's right. Like, right? and that dude ditched out on it, but whatever. Like, like oh, this was... makeup, I can't. Oh yeah, that wasn't because yeah. he didn't want to put the makeup on anymore. You're yeah, such a lame I guess ass, I... dude. <laughs> Tough it out, man. <laughs> Be something cool. Um, that guy yeah, all so... his fish. Like, come on. Yeah, seriously. And he's the same guy with his vision, right? He plays a bunch of fish too. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Get on with the makeup. Right, it's part of the job, man. So yeah, number four, Red Skull. Nice. Okay, number four for me. Number four is Loki. That lo- okay, all right. <laughs> you know what? That- I wanted Loki to be only number four. I wanted Loki to be higher, but the fact that he has so many times where he's being a good guy, it had I couldn't put him as like the nefarious villain. Oh. You know, he just had too many moments where he was being a hero. I mean, especially when he dies, you know, like trying to kill Thanos. You're You've just... just seen Infinity War too recently. That's all. No, even no, going back even further <laughs> in Ragnarok, you know, like he had his moments where he could have stayed there on that planet and he co- chose to go back to, you know, to Asgard to fight someone that he knew he couldn't defeat. So. Okay. I guess that's a good point. So, yeah, he just <laughs> he had a little too much of a good guy. But let's be fair. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I am really glad that they're doing that Loki TV show that's going to be on oh, Disney Plus. Yes. What? Uh, I'll tell you more about it in a little bit here. But, oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really glad that he's sticking around to do that. I guess they're going to be focusing on Loki in his younger days. Oh, um, but before the hair? Just kidding. Uh, before he died. Before <laughs> <laughs> he was still alive. Yeah. So no, great villain. I loved every second of it. He made that Avengers movie, Avengers One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, phenomenal i can rewatch that movie a million times it's mostly because the guy really was buying you know, like him being the villain and up until like like a year or two ago he was the only good villain in yeah. marvel as far as i'm concerned like everyone else was okay but he was the only good one yeah no i i can kind of agree with that number three moving right along got another k-man we got uh kingpin i put him higher and i i just it's another thing, like, with Bullseye, like, he's just got that just twinge of, like, psychosis, social awkwardness, like, where he truly believes he's the good guy. 
And that's just something that always strikes me as like wonderful. Plus he's like, he's such a planner, you know, like not a lot of these villains are great planners. They like, Oh, I have a lot of skills. I'm like really tough. Like I can kill a bunch of people, but he has like the big long-term goal, you know, it's kind of like a, more of a, a thinker type villain. Cause right. he's, he's not, you know, going to come in with the army and come in with his swords and like go Kung Fu on your butt. Like, no, <laughs> I said, but see, I'm learning not to cuss. I'm so bad at myself. <laughs> um, but no, he, he's like, yeah, no, I've got someone here and I've got people here and I've got people here and I'm going to get out of federal prison and then I can do everything. Watching him manipulate himself out of prison in season three was oh, pretty massive. So great. Yeah, yeah. No, it was pretty good. I hope they never kill him. Ever. Well, first we have to hope he comes back. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> the show gets renewed. Right? So right now, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Yeah. So Because him, Bullseye, and Typhoon Mary, like, oh, you got such a great bunch of people, man. You've got to bring him back. He's amazing. Oh, Typhoon Mary, I didn't put her on my villain list because I think she's more of a hero. She is not a hero. <laughs> she's like anti-hero, maybe? Oh, man. I just, Larry, you can't see it right now, but I just smacked my head because I feel so <laughs> bad for not putting Typhoon Mary on my list. I completely spaced that. I, oh, well. Oh, well, it's too late. It's too, too late. late. Dice have been <laughs> we're, died. We're moving on. What do you got for number three, Larry? Oh, uh, I have the, I have Grimace. I have Thanos All from right. Infinity War, for right? second, I was like, wait, Grimace? I haven't heard of it. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because I haven't seen that one. <laughs> uh me neither uh, yeah thanos right like how can you not how could thanos not yeah. make a list of top 10 villains so um yeah i don't have a whole lot to say about him other than he's pretty badass and right he throws down hulk he kills loki he just he snapped everyone yeah. away even even at the end when like right seen it the first time like it's like oh you think maybe like thor Scarlet Witch has a chance to defeat him, but no, he, he gets his way, he snaps his fingers, everybody's gone. Yeah, yeah. Too many stones. Yeah. Too many too stones, many man. All the power. Enough heroes. I think that yeah. we're gonna see <laughs> I think we're gonna see <laughs> so that new new tagline. Yeah. <laughs> and now they got half as many heroes, so I don't know how they're gonna do it. Ooh. Ooh. I think a month from now when Endgame comes out, I think we will all probably have Thanos established as our number one villain. I'm just I'm just gonna go out on the limb yeah. and say that. Top villain. I think they're gonna really solidify him with, with this next movie, but I'll leave that speculation for later because my number three is Kilgrave. Nice. And you know, when it comes to the top three, I mean this this is a pretty similar thing. We're probably have a lot yeah. of similarities here, but for me, David Tennant when he was playing that role, some of the things he was asking people to do was uh, was pretty was pretty like graphic. Like I was actually surprised that one that they put that into a show because I didn't realize how dark the Netflix shows were at first. Because this yeah. was like this came out like like pretty early on um, through all these shows. I, I think he like, like had like his mom or his dad like stab themselves with scissors repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, no, it was. Um, oh yeah. I don't remember which character it was, but wasn't it like somebody's girlfriend that? The one chick's girlfriend, the Laura chick's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He had her stab herself with scissors repeatedly until like she. Yeah. Until, until she, she was died. dead, and then he had somebody else like walk out of a window until they died, and had somebody yeah. else like drown themselves. Like. Like yeah. you couldn't just think most of a quicker, of... less messy way to have people kill themselves. You're like, mm, no. What do I want to do today? Yeah, he was so <laughs> like, he was just so he thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was yeah definitely psychotic. I want 
background story of Kilgrave. Like they give us some. They give you little, but like I want to see like when the powers originated. Like, well, they show like him being a kid and like having that stuff like injected into his spine or whatever. Like, um, I guess I just want to see like teen movie like Ten Things I Hate About You, but with Kilgrave. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's twisted. I'm, I messed up in the head. That's not great. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on board. So <laughs> either either we're messed up or you're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> um, since they killed him, that's the worst part about Kilgrave. Mm. Like, why do you have to die? Because yeah. his name's Kilgrave. It's like dead twice. Yeah, it's like being named <laughs> Destiny and becoming a stripper. Like, it's just bound to happen. Um. So moving on to number two, I've got I've got Thanos for my number two, the gentle purple giant himself. Um. <laughs> Once again, you know, he, he is somebody who legitimately thinks he's in the right for what he's doing, even though it's totally wrong. And, like, you know, he's got a soft side, too. He didn't really, really want to kill Gamora. Like, that scene was kind of heart-wrenching. Like, a little bit. Right? I mean... I shed a tear. Like, I had one stripping slowly down my cheek. Yeah, he, you know, he shed a tear, too. What a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not Thanos. Come on now. <laughs> You're not the same person, okay? I haven't... You know, I've never, I've never seen you in the same room as Thanos, so... <laughs> Just saying. Right? I'm actually a yeah. famous actor already. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, you can't have... You can't not have Thanos at the top, like... Dodoy, you know, it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, he's got to be up there. Definitely, he's Thanos, man. He just killed everybody. I mean, and he's sipping, sipping he... iced tea, yelling at kids to get off his lawn, you know, just chilling on his porch. <laughs> like, basically, yeah, living he just, the life now. Yeah, he just killed half the universe and then went to go, like, you know, raise vegetables. He yeah, pet his a, cat. Went to a garden. Pet his flarkin. <laughs> <laughs> What you got for number two, Larry? Uh, my number two is Kilgrave. Nice. Um, right. He has, I think he, I think you're crazy if he's not in your like top three or four. So yeah, uh, yeah it's, I, I, not a whole lot I can say other than that you guys haven't already said other than uh, I, I love Jessica Jones season one. That was far and away my favorite uh, season of any Marvel Netflix show. Uh, he was an awesome villain. Totally wish he didn't die. Uh, season two was garbage, except for that one episode when Kilgrave was in it. Yeah, that episode was amazing. Like, that just right, that just proves what an awesome character that was, and what a, what a mistake it was to kill him. I think I heard he's coming back in some form for season three, so Oof. it's probably going to be the same thing, like just one episode or something. Yeah. But I'm totally looking forward to seeing uh, David Tennant do that again. Um, like, I don't. I, do you guys watch Doctor Who? I haven't seen him in Doctor Who. No, I mean, I yeah, me, me, that, me neither. It seems like such an imposing but, thing, Doctor Who. Like even getting into it, I'm like, there's like, it's been around for what true. sixty years. I can't, I can't get into that. That's too much. No. <laughs> and you know what? True, they people but from the dead before in Marvel. So I mean, like, why can't they just do it again? Just go right? find that like that tomb that you put like Electra. Well, he never dies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Little like sarcophagus yeah. thing that they put Electra. Kilgrave in there and raise him back up and have him be even more crazy than he yeah, was the last time. Yeah, my question is, what kind of messed up like motherfuckers like, oh, we gotta go get Kilgrave. Let's bring this guy back to yeah. like some really bad villain. Bullseye. 
Oh, look at that. We just created Look it. at that. <laughs> this, thing, this, this thing writes itself, man. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe the death of Netflix, Marvel, would bring back, like, say, say it's two years or whatever, and Disney yeah. somehow reboots it. Maybe that reboot, keep Kirsten Ritter, please. Um, but yeah, bring back David Tennant as Kilgrave somehow. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, just find a way. It's Marvel. They can figure it out. Yeah, and, and, and no one's gonna, no one's gonna care. They it's really fine. Could. Just do it, please. Yeah. Be like, oh, it yeah. doesn't matter. What timelines. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Here, um, we do number two. You're right? on number two. Yeah. Yeah, number two. Yeah, number two. Last. Number so two is Kingpin. I have him as my number nice. two. Wow. And I will break that down. First of all. They knew that they had a good thing going because they had him in all three seasons. Even in season two, when he makes his brief cameo, he is still doing nefarious stuff. Like he is sitting there and he manipulates the Punisher to go back yeah. out into the streets and do his thing for him. And then Matt Murdock goes to prison. And he's just like doing. He's like, oh, really? And then he grabs him and like throws him up to the ceiling and throws him back down to the table. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. And that's just like him in his one episode yeah. in season two. The guy was great in every way shape or form mm. i i loved his whole like orchestrating his way out of prison in season three i mean i loved everything he was doing in season one i thought that the actor who played him like the ticks that he like learned yeah, his little physical yeah the little physical ticks that he had himself like do like when he would just like occasionally hesitate to speak and then like twist his head a little bit and then he would stutter all the time like i feel like like in order to get into that level of character, that actor had to do a lot of work to get to that point. I was oh, yeah. I was buying it all. Oh, I, yeah. I was buying every second of it. But I was just like, what do I have to do to get Tom Holland on this show so that we can have a Daredevil and Spider Man versus Kingpin episode? Because I will pay whatever money is necessary to yeah. make that happen. <laughs> like it's I, a I, lot of money, and <laughs> we don't have it. Um... They will make the money. <laughs> <laughs> Like, who imagine that even for like you said an episode imagine that for a season though if if uh right when disney plus or whatever is dying in, in subscriptions you throw that out there again like you, oh, right yeah. shut up and take my money yeah right exactly oh, okay, i don't know like money. like tom holland spider-man so lighthearted and like fun right now like and kingpin is so dark like i don't know how well those two worlds would mesh well you know spider-man's up sometime and if they're being comic yeah. book accurate I mean, Kingpin's just as much of a Spider-Man villain as he is a Daredevil villain. Yeah. Yeah. Just the tone's not quite right yet. Not but it could be. It could be. Not yet. Um, so my number one is Loki. Um, I put him up there. I wasn't really thinking about him being a good guy. I mean, I guess he kind of turns into that. But, like, he is super evil in the first, like, couple movies there. And he's just, like... He's always tricking you, like, to be like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm good now. And then he's like, JK, I'm not. I'm going to smack you. Like, <laughs> Well, he did tell Thor that his dad was dead. And then he did in the next movie take, like, this device and car like, carve out this dude's eye in front yeah. of a bunch of people. So, no, he's, he's pretty evil. No, yeah. he's – I mean, it just goes back to the whole thing where, like, he's a well-rounded villain, you know? Like, he is pretty messed up, but, like, he does still have sometimes, like, hesitancy in that you know like he's not always a hundred percent sure if he's doing the right thing but i mean i don't know i mean he's just a wonderful actor tom hiddleston is amazing and i just wish he didn't have that hair because otherwise i'd also think he was super hot you know well at the end of the day it's your top 10 and it's whoever is the 
your favorite villain. Yeah. Uh, own, own your villains, you know? Yeah. My, my villains love you. Yeah. There's no wrong answers. No. Except Mel right. Except for Mel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, true. Right? I guess if you threw, yeah, if you threw him at number one or there's some other pretty bad ones. Like or Whip, Whiplash. Whiplash. The Hulk guy? What did you say? His Whip- Hulk? Oh, yeah, Abomination. Abomination. Oh, yeah, from Hulk. Yeah. 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 He, he, uh, he's, he's a trash villain, too, so <laughs> that's, that's all right. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, so my number one surprise, surprise, is also Loki. Woo! Um, Ooh, Loki I kind of I struggled with, I, I actually Googled, like, is Loki a villain? And <laughs> the internet confirmed with me that he was okay to be on this list. The um, so we're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, right? In, in, yeah, like, he toes the line, like, especially in the later movies, like Ragnarok and stuff. Sure, whatever. Like, he's definitely not really a bad guy by then. Uh, but what that first Thor movie and definitely Avengers like he, he's a bad guy man he's the big bad in the first Avengers movie it doesn't yeah. get right that's about as bad as it gets and he's such a fun character um I know a lot of people like hate on uh Dark World but like he was kind of a bright spot in Dark World like I think that's really when that yeah. Loki character started to come together and like that's when I'm like oh my god that's he's great Tom Hiddleston is awesome he oh like Tom Hiddleston just owned it by then and uh, yeah it's really fun right. and and that's that's when I kind of fell in love with Loki. I'm like, all right, this this is on, and definitely hands down, I, my number one Marvel. He kind of saved that movie, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's Dark World yeah, would have been, would, been it's worse. Pretty bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. He right. He he saves it from being like one of my bottom two Marvel movies, but to being like bottom five. But yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, no, it's it's something. The bottom. For yeah. Sure. No, he definitely popped up a couple spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's good scenes, right? There, maybe it's not a great movie, but there's definitely a few good scenes, which I appreciate. Definitely. Yeah, thanks, Loki. Yeah. Doing the world yeah. a favor. So my number one is Thanos. And wow, what a basic bitch. I know. You know what? I actually <laughs> number one was going to be Kingpin, but... Oh, really? But... Yeah. I had to. I tried to go back, and I, I've seen Infinity War like a few times now. Just once or twice. Just once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think the thing that stands out for me is when he's sitting there talking about what his world used to be like, and you know, he talks about like how like he came over and had like a plan where he was going to do this on his planet to save everyone, and they just thought that he was a crazy person, and, and exactly what he said was going to happen happened, and. So in his, you know, like you were talking about before, in his, it feels like he's doing the right thing, yeah. you know? So he feels like he's killing all these people for a good reason. So like when you have someone who goes out and thinks that what they're doing, and you, you're automatically going to be a much like better villain as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But what puts him over the top is the fact that he's so ridiculously overpowered, you know, like he is like the ultimate like bad guy for these like movies. Like everything was building up to him and they didn't disappoint when they brought yeah. him on. He no. kicked everyone's ass. He's like, Oh yeah, Dr. Stranger, the strongest person that they have on earth. Well, you know what? I'm just going to kick your ass in here in the next like few seconds here. doesn't matter what you do. I'm just going to knock all your magic away. You with one arm and throw you to the ground. So, and, yeah. And then you can't even get special freaking what's the, his, his axe's name. Thor's new weapon, it's called... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stormbreaker. 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 Yeah. yeah. Not even Stormbreaker could but, do it. And that was, like, at no. least a solid 20% of the plot of the movie, was we're going to get this weapon. 
Well, it, it almost worked. It did almost work. Should have went for cool. the head. Should have gone for the head. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris Pratt just shouldn't have punched him like an idiot. You know what? Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Just to leave it off on this one, this is my absolute reason why I chose uh, Thanos because he had one moment that I felt like was just like better than everyone else's in Infinity War. Yeah. It's after Scarlet Witch like blows up the the Mind Stone and Vision's head. He just walks over to her and he's just and he like pulls out some like crappy pun where he's just like, oh, there's no time to mourn. Now there's no time at all. And then he just reverses <laughs> time, like yeah. grabs Vision. Scarlet Witch stands behind and starts yelling. He just back smacks her. He's like, oh, get out of here. And then he rips the <laughs> of his head and is like, oh, no big deal. And just throws him down to the side. Like yeah. that was so, like I did not see that coming when that happened. I really thought Scarlet Witch saved the day. And Thanos was like, yeah, joke's on you. Yeah, dude, I have a time <laughs> stone, you dum-dums. Um, the, one thing that's, the one thing that's really cool, too, is that he is like a completely CGI villain, and they really do so good with making it look like his emotions are, like, legit. Like, no, I can't... the technology like, Technology have. is really top-notch. Because top a lot of those CGI, like, well, Beauty and the Beast, for example... I just couldn't get into it because the just CGI wasn't good enough. Like I was like, "Yeah, no, why don't you just do like really good makeup? This is dumb," you know. No, definitely was working, and Josh Brolin did a good job doing what he had to do. Was, you know, yeah. being an actor for that like CG, so that was really sure. good for him. Yeah. But I'm looking forward sure. to see what happens on Endgame. But I think we're going to talk about that here in a second when we come back yeah. from our break. Take here. a quick break, and then we'll be wrapping it up. Yeah. So we'll be right back with Larry from the STS Guys podcast. So we'll be back here in one second. Hey there, guys. It's Jasmine. So Barnaby Jones here is going to tell all of you what you can expect from season two of Flip It and Reverse It, the most inconsistent but best podcast on the air. What are we going to be talking about this season, Barnaby? I don't know about inconsistent. I feel like every good show deserves a good break or else how are you going to anticipate the future? So the future for our podcast on my side will be looking something along the lines of what it looked like in season one because why break something that's already working? So what we were talking about before was the great and spectacle world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but... We will expand this year and not only talk about the future of what Marvel is going to do, but also what's going on in the world of Star Wars and what's going on in the world of the DC lore. So oh. we will have three different topics. And of course, there'll be some sports in there because I'm a sucker for sports and, you know, junkies will junk. So And I am a baller. So we will be back this season, as you already heard in our first clip, with some more plays with some theater production with some sports with some star wars in a far far away place and that's what you can expect from season two check in with us stay with us always be with us there's more to come nerds and sports peace all righty welcome back welcome back from break from break had a nice little snack which was actually just beer. <laughs> Is that what you had? Yeah, I nice. finished it. Nice. Proud of me. Um. <laughs> so we are moving into our last segment for this episode, where the first thing I'm going to do is is ask Larry, have you heard about the like potential like new like Phase Four movies coming out in the next couple of years? 
Um, yeah, I think I've probably heard about most of them. Uh, what ones were you thinking about? Well, I've heard of, they've confirmed, uh, what, a Black Widow movie, mm-hmm. uh, The Eternals. Yep. Um, definitely gonna be a Guardians. There's gonna be a Guardians three, Captain Marvel two, Doctor Strange two, Black Panther two. So that's coming far away, far from home. Home. I guess Spider Man Far From Home is definitely a Phase (laughs) one movie. So yes. Uh, So out of those movies, what are you most looking forward to? Um. So it sounds like a lot of sequels. And Eternals and a Black Widow movie. I'm going with the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um, I think, right? Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> awesome. I, I think people were asking for this for a really long time. It's pretty cool that it's finally going to happen. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know, like, where it's going to fall in the timeline and stuff. If it's going to be, like, a young Black Widow or kind of more, like, post-Infinity War Black Widow. But uh, I don't care. It's Scarlett Johansson, and it's an awesome character, and it's probably going to be like a spy movie, and it's going to be really cool, and oh. I'm going to love it, and I'm going to go see it the first day it comes out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and who knows what color hair she'll even have. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that maybe like rainbow. Right? <laughs> you never know. Like, it's like her <laughs> Anything's... teenage years, and she's got like goth hair or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Right? She hasn't done black hair yet. Black yeah. hair, like really, really bad eyeliner. <laughs> e- well, emo black widow set- i think yeah, they are right? setting it in the past so you never know yeah you never know i i cool. we, were, we were rewatching avengers yes. the other night yeah um and i was i was just saying that i was like oh yeah there is a black widow movie i hope it's like when she was like an assassin and she's just going around killing people yeah. all over the place willy-nilly i think we'll get that i i, I think I so think too right yeah. <laughs> That was actually my pick too. I I'm most excited for Black Widow, like 100. percent Scarjo. Awesome. She's just she needs, she deserves more. She does deserve more. She just does. Yeah, she should have had the first like you know, female yeah. movie. It should have really it should have come have. A, quite a few years ago. Yeah. Long yeah. time ago. I get it though, like, right? Yeah, they're like. Ooh, I Wonder think they Wonder didn't realize they they had stuff right. They had stuff planned out and it just didn't fit until until yeah. now this was kind of the reset button so right you had to do captain marvel because you know we need you her need for her. end game and stuff <laughs> right, so right yeah now, now's the reset yeah so for me i think the one that i'm looking forward to is uh just black panther 2 mm-hmm. i uh i really want to see where that's going to go now because you know you get a little bit of like um character development from t'challa from uh civil war and then in his movie you know, with Black Panther, the first movie. And I kind of just really want to see where they go with it now. I don't know who they're going to pull out for a villain. I don't know what direction they're going to go. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to try to be a little true to the comics and have him meet Storm somewhere down the line now that they have all the X-Men they property. The X-Men. They could do whatever. I hear in the comics yeah. that, you know, Black Panther and Storm were a thing for a little while. That could be a cool little way to introduce some X-Men into that the universe. That is a great couple. I love that. So that could be interesting. Honestly, they need to get Storm in there because she's one of the most badass, badass ladies. Definitely. Like, yes. Yes, please, Mama. Yes. So 100%. our final topic for today, Mr. Larry, is we have Endgame coming out here in less than a month. Less than a month? Exactly uh, a month. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One a couple month. weeks. Yeah. So what... There are so many rumors flying around about how this movie is going to 
take place? Like what's going to happen that we they're argue gonna... about it constantly. Yeah. How are they going to like reset <laughs> everything? So I've heard all these different ideas. Everyone has an idea. What is your idea? What do you think is going to take place in this movie? Oh man. Like I mentioned it kind of before when I was talking about black Panther, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to do any like preconceived oh, notions or yeah. expectations. I, I'm really trying not to, <laughs> but um, like loosely, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not super invested into this theory, but like somehow like Ant-Man's gonna come back, right? He figures out a way to get out of the quantum realm yeah. um, and then somehow uses that with Captain America and stuff to, to go back in time and, and, and get either stop Thanos from getting the infinity zones or get them themselves. We know, right. There's, I, I kind of, I love it, but I hate the fact that you, you can see, um, like set photos and stuff right, right? Yeah. so we know that they're that they're in new york i i miss the days when we didn't have all this leak stuff right but, right yeah. um but so we, they'll probably go back and like, try to get the tesseract from loki or something like i i think that's how it's going to go down is just from the little bits and pieces that we've seen from leak crap is it's got to be some time travel got to be figuring out a way to to get those infinity stones before thanos even does but you know thanos the big bad He's probably on to it and going to figure out a way to to go back in time himself and, yeah. and try to stop them from stopping him. Like, right? Time loop, time loop. Just kidding. Yeah, right. And then who knows? Can't like, right? Doesn't the whole world fall apart at some point? Like, you're just creating all these different. Uh, what is? What do they call them? The Flash? Like uh, the different yeah. Alternate oh, yeah. universes. Alternate timelines. Yeah. Timelines. Yeah, you're making all the different timelines. You're going to break something. There's just going to be time rats everywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah those guys. <laughs> I honestly have no idea what to expect. I've seen so many theories. I've even seen one that yeah. like that the Avengers, the original six are like going to sacrifice themselves by, by like putting what? themselves into an infinite time loop in order to save everyone else. So oh, that almost feels too crazy. Yeah. That one just seems like, <laughs> little, that seems like a perfect guy. way to piss everyone off. I'm, I was like, I don't yeah. think we'll go that yeah. route. Um, no, because like someone went out and said like, "Oh, well, they're calling it the Infinity Saga because they're going to be stuck in a time loop for infinity." I was like, "No, no, that's, that's really hard." <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's stretching it. Man. Yeah, no, I mean, after all the marketing they've done of these guys in these new white suits, which you yeah. can pretty much after yeah. seeing Ant Man and the Wasp and seeing Hank Pym put on that suit that looks exactly the same, and that's he called it his quantum suit. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that they wouldn't have them all going into the quantum realm at this point to yeah. try to undo everything. The only question is, what are they doing once they go there? That's the yeah. one thing that I'm going to be anxious to find out what they do. Are they going to try to go there and like get the, the stones to copy their powers so they can create their own Infinity Gauntlet? Are they going to try to take them out of like rotation so Thanos can ever acquire them in the first place. Will Thanos be the same shade of purple as he is now or is <laughs> in the Avengers? Like we never know. We never know what shade of purple will be this no. And and what is Captain Marvel doing? <laughs> exactly. Right? We know Captain Marvel's there. She's gonna be there. She's got yeah. something to do with it. But no, I mean, yeah, the the white suits, quantum realm. I don't know how you travel back through time in the quantum realm and how all of a sudden after going in there once successfully, now you're an expert at manipulating it, but okay. You know, like, I think that's like, all right. So now Paul Rudd can just control time. That was a big leap. That but... That is a pretty big leap. I am <laughs> yeah. sure that they will explain it. The one thing I'm the most excited about is I think IGN just put out a story just today 
where there's been lots of speculation about it, but they seem to have a pretty good source that the movie Ooh. will be have a runtime of three hours and five minutes. So I think we're going to get a lot of Avengers. It's in a this lot Avengers of movie. movie. Yeah, That's a, yeah, I saw that a lot too. Lot of soda pop to hold in. You know what? So I I have an idea about the Ant Man thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so I I think he's probably going to have some hilarious mistakes where he's trying to figure out the time travel thing to get in and out. Um, like right, he'll go back in time. Like he'll hit stuff. Maybe he'll run into Captain Marvel in the in the eighties. Um, they cast his daughter like with an older actress. So maybe he goes to the future, meets like older Cassie. Oh, oh, okay. I, I think I think you can wrap it up in like a nice five minute montage of him bouncing around throughout time. Uh, right, maybe runs into like a young Stan Lee or something. <laughs> and I, I think you could just make it whole. Yeah, right. You could just make an awesome scene where he's just bouncing through time, um, and somehow with doing all that, he figures it out and able to control it. You know what? If they do do something like that, I just hope that Avengers Endgame like wraps up with like. I hope they have like three like end credit scenes, and one of them is just of like Luis, just you know, recapping everything that happened. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he's probably not going to be in it. So, yes, please. That would be the perfect, <laughs> no. perfect after credits. No, definitely. <laughs> That'd be beautiful. So, that is our podcast for today. We yeah. want to really thank you for coming on, Larry. Yeah, I wanted to give you, you want to give you one more chance to replug yeah. your podcast before we let you go here tonight. Cool. Well, thank you guys for for having me. Um, yeah, this is Larry from the STS guys. Uh, you can find me. Mimi on Instagram and Twitter at Nerd and Cheese. Uh, you can find the STS guys. We are on uh, Twitter at STS guys. We're on Instagram at STS guys. We're on Facebook at the STS guys. And I am Larry from the STS guys. And yeah, like we mentioned before, you can find that podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Heck awesome. yeah. That was a solid, beautifully presented plug. I'm very, very Yeah, nice. that's it. I don't think it's that great, but it, it's become my thing. No, that, so. that was good. So everyone out there, please Thanks. go subscribe to the STS guys. Give them yeah. a five-star rating on iTunes. Just give they, them. Always five stars. Like, don't mess with four stars. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no one nonsense, wants that four-star right? stuff. No one. No one wants your Malaketh ass rating. Like, mm -hmm. it's not interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming in <laughs> today in, on, around all yeah. of the prepositions. Right? No, those aren't wrong. I'm. School for mm, arts. I think they are. Went to school for the arts. Can't, <laughs> can't blame me. All right. Well, Larry, we hope to have you on again sometime in the future. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's definitely figure something out. Maybe you guys can come on our show sometime soon, too. That would be awesome. Right. awesome, man. We'll be in touch. Thanks for having And uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you on the flip side. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
So we are going to be releasing season two very soon now. Um, more in, to come. But in preparation of season two, you should go back and find us where you find your podcast and rate us, review us, give us five stars. If you give us four stars, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. Also subscribe so you know when that season two, episode one, hot take, great episode of life drops. You gotta know. You gotta know the day of, the hour of, the minute of. Yeah, it's coming soon. So with that being said, Jasmine, what is your final thought of the day? Uh, my final thought of the day is that eating pickled goods in large quantities is neither an addiction nor harmful and should be uh, fully supported by all those around that person because they are getting good vinegar intake. Well, okay then. What's your final <laughs> thought of the day? <laughs> my final thought of the day is that, you know, normally I'm the kind of person who's really against this whole like new year, new me type of thing. And people who use the rotation of, you know, us going around the sun as a as an excuse to be a better person seems kind of whack to me. But I'm going to go the complete opposite direction and embrace the whackness and <gasps> say that I have been slightly inspired recently to start doing some new things that I haven't done before and redoing uh -oh. some things that we haven't done in a while. So we are going to hop back on this train and I encourage all of you to hop on whatever trains you are, you know, thinking about hopping on. Embrace those new challenges, people. You can never, you know, like, it's it's never a bad time to start something new. So start something new. Believe in yourself. Happy 2020. Oh, that was really sweet. What a sweet, sweet Barnaby. Alrighty, everybody. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye.